from different places We all have different names No matter what life brings us Jesus is the same We're just your Methodist To the madness Methodist To the madness Hi, I'm Beth I'm Tim I'm Jessica And we're just your everyday Methodist, Methodist To the madness, madness. Oh, yeah. Very exciting. Beth, I see that you are reporting live from your office today. This is very exciting. That's correct, Jessica. I've got the overhead chopper that can tell you the weather and the driving conditions from the children's ministry office. I'm just kidding. There's no windows. (laughs) (laughs) There is a peephole. So there's a peephole. (laughs) there's a people yeah that's what i heard too i thought i want to know beth how the staff retreat went for you i've been all week i've been like oh my gosh do i text her what do i do (laughs) it was so good i took a bunch of notes um people actually listen to this so i feel like i should know what the summit was but um i mainly want to know if you guys went hiking no, we didn't. I'm so sorry. We didn't oh. go hiking. Um, we played some Jackbox games and um, a couple of board games in the evening. And um, we did take a couple walks. They had some fresh apples that Jeannie really took advantage of. And actually, they, I think Pastor Jim might have posted it on his Facebook, it was like a little kindness garden with rocks that had like little inspirational things on them. And I took two rocks. Um, I'm I'm keeping one for myself and I'm giving one to my friend, Lucy, the one that we prayed about last week. Um, The one I'm keeping for myself says it's okay to ask for help. And then the one I'm giving to Lucy said the struggle is a part of your story. Oh, I love that. Me too. In fact, and there was this this house that kind of looked like a castle that Jeannie and Pastor John saw on one of their walks to go find the apples. And they thought it was so cool. So um, we went down the mountain to have lunch at the Village Grind in Wrightwood, which is one of my very favorite places in Wrightwood. And, And when we were going back up, Pastor Jim drove us. And so when we were going back up, uh, we passed by the castle house and, and Jeannie was like, oh, let's stop so we can look at the castle house. So Pastor Jim stopped. And then I think Jeannie and Pastor John got out and Pastor Jim stayed in. And Jeannie's like, you want to look at the, the castle house? And he was like, nope, not <laughs> like. <laughs> I love, I love that. And, oh. and he was like, we have time. I'm just not interested. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then Jeannie sent a picture of the house in a group message to me and Pastor Jim. And he wrote something like, oh, thanks for the picture. I'll cherish it forever with like a rolling eyes emoji. <laughs> I thought you were going to go in and be like, Jeannie said, do you guys want to look at this castle house? And then everybody's like, sure. And then. Jeannie opens the door and goes, I actually live here. That's kind of how I thought the story was going to go. That actually sounds like a really good story. Maybe it could be like a fan fiction or something. But then I went on a walk with Jeannie to try to find those rocks, and I did. And um, Jeannie was like, oh, well, maybe maybe it's a restaurant. And I was like, should we see if we can get a table? (laughs) And then it's the haunted mansion. That is actually where you guys went. Wrightwood, aka Disneyland. We get it now. Jim is like, uh, I've been here like a million times. You guys go ahead. We've got time. I'm gonna go grab a pretzel. Wow, you know that's a really. It sounds like a really valid explanation to me. I, I really yeah. like that. 
Anyways, we're going downhill. I really just wanted to get an update on your life, Beth, and now we're at Disneyland, so I don't know what's happening. Um, but I wanted to say, um, after I came home from the retreat, I just felt so, it was so nice just to be out there in the cool mountain air. Like, I would live out there if I could. But when I came home, I just felt so thankful to be able to work at a place where I actually like hanging out with them and want to spend three days with these people in a, it's not the middle of nowhere, but yeah, it was really nice. And, and I feel really lucky to work with such cool people and just that's blink once. If they made you say that blink twice, you need help. I'm going to wink at you. (laughs) Um, a a podcast audience um just imagine that beth is winking um no problem she's gonna be sent to the mansion castle (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know what i think that's awesome though beth like on a on a real note i think that it's really good to be in an environment where you can thrive and be around people like that that you work with because yeah uh, i mean I think that really goes to show that you really enjoy your job and and you're, you're in a really good place. So, and I definitely think if I had been part of this and I know anybody listening, all billion of people, because we're now in the billions. um, Yeah. We have a following in Japan and where else? Belgium. In Belgium. So hello, people in Belgium and Japan. Yes, hello. I did not know that we had people listening to us all the way over there, but uh, hello. <laughs> you should come check out the castle in Wrightwood. Wrightwood's really pretty, but um, really excited to hear about that, Beth. And um, yeah. I hope that, you know, your, your friend Lucy has had a better week. Um, but I think that's a, that's definitely a really kind thing for you to, you know, kind of give her that, that nice little gift and that you were able to spend some time with, with your work family. So that's, that's yeah. exciting. Really yeah, good. that's awesome. And, and yeah, I'm, I, I've got to chime in just like Jessica about the fact that, um, you have like a nice place that you can go to for work that, um, I don't know, like I think about people that don't like their jobs but then they yeah. go to work um and so in your case it's it's not that way and um i think it's really nice that you're in the children's ministry you, you get to spend time with all these kids and and help them and and basically bring like bring them to a more spiritual life i think it's really admirable and, and really cool honestly Tim, when you put it like that, it feels like a lot of pressure, but thank you. <laughs> no, but some, somehow you're winging it, Beth, like basically it's 100% professional every single time. Like, I don't know how you pull it off, but you just do. <laughs> There's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. And literally most of the time with all of those. <laughs> Not so much the blood. Tim, how are you doing? Did you work on your, uh, we're going to just get rid of the whole gratification thing, whether it's instant or delayed. Uh, <laughs> I haven't totally given up on it. I gave, okay. at, for that week, I, I did. It, it felt like I totally did, like for sure. Just my my admitting to it, like uh, just yeah, throw it out the door or something, or throw it out the window of your car or something. Yeah. Um, I'd like to start things off a little differently this time. So today, I for some reason was so exhausted. Uh, I got a bunch of things done at work, um, but I don't know, like j- just something about today. I, I don't even think it had anything to do with like what I was eating yesterday or like. How I slept. I mean, maybe I could have slept a little bit better, but I was just tired. Um, but it was a purposeful day, but I needed to do something. And I'm like, I can't just because uh, I, I think I might have mentioned this to our audience, but I was, I'm not 100 percent sure. Uh, I, I work in a, a hybrid job. So sometimes I work remotely and sometimes I um, go into the office. And so today I worked remotely and I was pretty much just glued to my desk all day. I didn't exercise or anything. And uh, on, I think on ordinary days or something, I wouldn't really feel like that's a problem because I, I try to eat healthy. And then when I go into the office, I get some exercise. But uh, today I just really didn't like, I wasn't with it. And so I'm like, you know what, I need to go for a walk or something. And so I, 
I was just like, I think I might've been like five minutes from uh, walking out the door to go for a walk when my mom was like, oh, hey, maybe you could take Molly with you. And then that's oh. my dog. <laughs> that's my dog. Uh, and she's a Maltese poodle. And uh, she has an interesting walking style. Like she does this some sort <laughs> of zigzag, uh, like uh, suddenly she wants to go to the grass, like uh, like without warning. Um, and so <laughs> typically my mom uh, walks my other dog, Ruby. And, and Ruby is um like a terrier mix and uh she's got red fur so i uh i and then i thought like oh you know i could take molly and um i think what actually for sure prompted me to do so is i thought about beth's inspirational story about how she's walking her dog so i'm like maybe i could do the same thing um and so i walked molly and i uh I came upon three different things in my neighborhood and it was very fascinating. So uh, the first thing is I, um, I ran into a lady that saw Molly and she, she was just so happy to see Molly. She's like, Oh, that just made my day. And I was, I was shocked by that. That that's awesome. Um, And so then the next thing I saw was uh, a pink sports car. I I don't really see pink cars. uh, Most of the time it was, it was a, interesting um uh, was and then margot the final, robbie in it wait was margot what? robbie driving the pink sports car uh not that i know of she might have okay. been hiding in the back seat for all did I you know, see so. ryan gosling in there <laughs> i think that the barbie movie is real that's what's happening right now yeah it is, it exactly is i think ryan gosling and margot robbie were both hiding in the car okay. i just didn't get a close look okay. so i couldn't find them <laughs> okay and the third thing <laughs> and the, the third thing is I don't know what what was with it, but uh, I just happened to be walking by. Um, I uh, I live in an apartment complex, so there's just like lots of like people in second uh, floor uh, homes and first floor homes. Anyway, there was this person. It seemed like they were I don't know what they were doing, like taking a shower or something. Like their window was open. The person was singing, "Santa Claus is coming to town." <laughs> Tim, I wanted to tell you real quick. Um, I just want to, what you said about walking your dog and how it made that lady so happy. When Stormy broke his leg and I was bringing him everywhere, like it was so stressful for me. And I just thought like anywhere I brought him, everybody hated him and wished that he wasn't there. And I know that wasn't true, but I was like, I didn't want to, I don't know, impose on people's lives and make them annoyed that I'm bringing my dog all over the place. And sometimes he barks. So I brought him to choir one time and I was like everybody's annoyed that I brought my dog to choir because that was the story I told myself but then Tim you said to me thank you for bringing your dog and I was like oh people don't hate dogs most people (laughs) find (laughs) most of the time dogs are beloved so that made me feel really good when you thanked me for bringing my dog I was like, oh, perhaps I'm not ruining everybody's lives by bringing my dog with me. Just my own. Just kidding. That's really nice, Beth, that uh, my compliment that day made made you uh, feel better. Like, to realize that your dog was bringing joy to to all of us. (laughs) I was really in my head about it, like, that whole day, that whole week, the whole time he was in his cast, really. So I did appreciate that. You were like, thanks for bringing your dog. And you didn't even realize at that time that he had broken his foot. And that's why I think that's the funniest part is I didn't realize that Tim had did not know because there was a cast on his leg, Tim. What? There was a cast on his leg. How did you not know that his leg... Oh, here's my dog in a stroller. Is that who that is? I don't know. I didn't think anything of it. I just oh, thought Ben no, was bringing her. Yeah. Oh, um, really quick. Uh, I'll make this concise because I already uh, t- mentioned my daily. But, but my my uh, week, I uh, I figured out what's been helping me a lot is um, what I had learned from that one video. So I figured out the name of that video in case anybody wants to look it up. It's, yeah. uh, it's by Elizabeth Phillips, and like the video the is called You're Not Lazy, um, How to Live uh, a Chaotically Organized Life. And so she 
Yeah, so I don't need to go into in depth on the video because I think I did that last episode. But but uh, the takeaway for me was uh, I'm trying to live my life more passionately and uh, basically fulfilling my desires as much as possible. And that's why I think I was willing to just let go of the whole delayed gratification thing last <laughs> week because I was trying to focus um, as much as I could on that. And um, by doing that, I've noticed that I have been treating myself with more gentleness or yes. self-protection. And I was really surprised to find this out. But like, I, I suppose because I want to do things and yes. I want to do things that I'm passionate about, it, um, it, it it just sort of makes sense for me to also like take care of myself better. It's, mm -hmm. it's very fascinating. Um, and so with this insight in mind, it reminded me, of this one scripture, I think it was uh, Matthew 12, chapter 12, verses 28 through 30. Let me see if I can pull that up here. Come to me, all you who are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Tim, that's one of my very favorites. And I've written that down yeah. at one point before. I forgot what it was. I feel like I need to read that to my chickens before bed. <laughs> I think that would be awesome, Jessica. Yeah, the uh, the last thing is um, I, I kind of thought it was interesting that Pastor Jim's sermon, he was talking about levels and things like that, because it kind of inspired me uh, when I was playing RuneScape. Um, I was thinking like... Um, so when I'm like playing RuneScape, I'm just basically doing like the same thing, like grinding to get experience so mm -hmm. that I can get to the next level. And so then mm -hmm. that that's kind of like leading into the delay, delayed gratification thing where I'm, I'm practically pursuing the next level or like uh, achieving something. <laughs> then uh, it makes it more fulfilling somehow. Yeah. That's, I think, what delayed only, gratification is in a nutshell, really. <laughs> I'm only yeah. laughing because when I was playing WoW, like, they had a whole new, like, list of achievements that you could get, like, learn 30 cooking recipes, and that's what they called them. Like, oh, I got the 30 recipe achievements. And anyway, so sorry. Um, <laughs> no, that's Jessica, great. Did we forget to you? And what's the <laughs> Yeah, I'm done. I'm totally done. I promise. All is well. You know, it was a good week, though. That's like all that I really can report on. And continuing to find awesome ways to have quality time with the wife. And one exciting thing is that her birthday is in 10 days. And so. I'm horrible at keeping surprises and like, but I'm like so excited about what's in store for her birthday this year. And I can't even say it on the podcast because unfortunately she also listens to this podcast. Oh. <laughs> so I'll have to, so now everybody else is going to have to wait, but, um, <laughs> but I am very excited I also am, am very excited about the upcoming boutique and the trunk or treat. You guys don't give it away, but my hat is a clue with what we're going to be doing for uh, this year's trunk or treat and what we're going to be dressing up as. And I'm very excited about it. I don't um, know what your hat says. I just assumed it was a MAGA hat. I'm just no, everybody likes to know. <laughs> but anyways, we're really excited about the trunk or tree in the boutique. And I was also um, excited because I think I'm going to make some little things for our podcast. And then any any funds that we get that go towards oh. our podcast, we can donate those maybe to like the children's ministry or something. So huh. and maybe there's free cookies that are going to be available to those that listen to the podcast. We'll have to think on that for sure. Yeah. Guess what else is this Sunday? What? Oh, I know. I know, Beth. You know? Well, oh, I definitely know. <laughs> it's the men's pancake breakfast. That's correct. It's the men's pancake breakfast. 
The men will be making pancakes and I will be wearing a fake mustache and so will all of the ladies so we can be part of the men's pancake breakfast. I am I am seriously making mustaches. I really am. Like there will be mustaches. I thought you were gonna just grow out a really thick mustache, Tim, and then that's all you've got is just a mustache. (laughs) Yeah, the mustache just covers my mouth and everything, you know. And I want everyone to know that we are like mostly joking. That is, it is for everybody. But I have I've stood firm in my belief that this is a men's pancake breakfast. And I did not realize the impact that this podcast had because they ended up changing the name of the pancake breakfast. <laughs> so uh, my bad, uh, but well, glad we are all inclusive. I am no, still making. Awesome. I am still making mustaches, though. I was not joking about that part. No, no I'm not either. So honestly, oh, that's the good part. Yeah. If you want to get together sometime, Beth, I can absolutely help out with that. So okay. we can have all the ladies be prepared for the men's pancake breakfast happening on October 22nd in between services. So try to get there about 10 o'clock. That way you can be first in line. So those 9 a.m.ers are going to be waiting behind. Yeah. I like stuff like this though, because it gives everybody the opportunity to meet more people that are part of all of the services. So, um, I'm really looking forward to that. Get on ready for the pancake breakfast. And uh, also for small groups, those are continuing on. Check out the church app, though. Uh, Definitely still time to sign up. I promise you haven't gotten far behind. Please uh, join those within the church. It's good to have a sense of community. And um, we love hearing from everybody on their thoughts and their, their faith journeys. So... I would like to now go into Beth's ministry moment. We've got a very special guest today. She's someone that we don't really hear from too often, but she is taking some time aside today to really just, you know, her very busy schedule uh, and, and is joining us today. So Beth, do you want to introduce her today? Yes, I would love to introduce our guest today. Her name is Beth McCoy. Oh, that's my name. (laughs) I'm the ministry moment. A couple weeks ago, we heard from Tim and what brought Tim to this church. His Timistry moment, if you will. Um, (laughs) It still makes me laugh. I'm sorry, but I'm also not sorry. so. (laughs) So... I'm calling this um, the Beth McCoy, the Bethodist origin story. Yeah, I love that. That is good. It's going to be made into a movie in uh, theaters to 2025. I'm still trying to raise the funds for that, but I almost have our costuming done. Which is just mustaches. (laughs) 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 So um, when I was a kid. I grew up Methodist and we went to church every Sunday as a family. But then when my parents split, my mom didn't really take us to church that much. Um, But after I had kids, I knew I wanted to take them to church. And um, so I think Jonah was almost one and Owen was almost three. And I started going to a church not too far from Palmdale United Methodist Church in 2010. It's right across the street. That's the (laughs) church I used to go to. Um, My joke is I wanted to try something different, but I didn't want to go very far. So that's how I made it to the Methodist Church. Thank you for coming to my testimony. (laughs) There's more. Okay. So... In 2010, I started attending what I call the church across the street, um, and I started going to their MOP program, which is Moms of Preschoolers, and I made some friends and attended some Bible studies, but it kind of just felt like I was, you know, checking off the boxes of the things that I'm supposed to do as a Christian and, you know, to get into heaven. 
Um, so as I continued to attend this church, I found myself disagreeing with some of their beliefs and values, but I just kind of told myself, that's what church is. And I just thought maybe religion wasn't for me. Um, fast forward to 2014, when Owen was in second grade, I met um, someone who is now one of my favorite people, Margaret Wassner. She was Owen's and then later Jonah's second grade teacher. And this time she was teaching a Zumba class in the evenings on Mondays and Wednesdays. So I started going to this Zumba class. And we also learned that there was a meal and a message every Wednesday. So for one day a week, <laughs> I didn't have to cook dinner. Yes. So what really led me here was the food. But um, <laughs> anyway, I got off track a little bit. Um, but through Zumba, I met some people. And one of those people I met was Aubrey Yepes, who also attends PMC and a lot of other cool people along the way. And I decided that if there were that if Margaret was fun and cool and like-minded and so to to my belief and, and Aubrey was too, I was like, maybe I should check this church out. And so I did. My first church service was with Pastor Jim Powell, 1.0, as some people call him. And then the next service was a guy with the same name, but he was a different pastor. Pastor I immediately felt connected and like I was at home and I wasn't leaving the sermons feeling. Um, sometimes I would leave the services feeling angry or discouraged. Um, and I wasn't leaving the, the church, this church feeling that way. So I started joining any small group or Bible study I could get my hands on. And I eventually even started going to scripture journaling in the morning at seven o'clock AM on Mondays and Tuesdays. What? Yeah. And I <laughs> am so not a morning person, but <laughs> it was, it was worth the drive. It was, um, I think the core members, for a while, it was me, Pastor Jim, Angie Doyle, who hasn't come to church in a while because she started working on Sundays shortly when the pandemic began. So she she isn't really at church. Um, Lourdes Serrano, Cynthia Hennessy, and Kirsten Larson. They were the core. Oh, and Kathy Ankeny. Oh, wow. Um, so they were like kind of the core group. And occasionally, you know, when their schedules would allow, we'd have Deborah Reddish and um, Karen Heinzman. Okay. But yeah. And so I was able to talk scripture with that group of people. And basically, I would describe it as though a bunch of 12-year-olds got together and started reading the Bible. <laughs> I love that. It and we would giggle at some of the funny words like, oh, that says ass, but it meant donkey, you know. <laughs> and anyway, it was a lot of fun. And, and even though it was silly, um, I still think we got a lot out of it spiritually. We didn't just mess around the entire time, only like half of the time. Right. Anyway, so I realized that I was joining these groups because I wanted to, not because I was trying to check off my heaven boxes. Um, and I found that if you attend a church long enough, six years, eventually they make you children's ministry director. <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding. That's not really how that happened. But <laughs> if you told me in 2015 that I would eventually be employed at the church, 
that feels so much like home to me, I, I wouldn't have believed it even a little bit. Um, <laughs> but as I was saying before about um, the retreat and how much it was, how much fun it was just to connect with the people I work with on a different level than just like Pastor Jim saying, hey, Beth, can I get the attendance or whatever? Yeah. Um, I just feel so lucky to be able to collaborate with these people and even join the activities that aren't required of me, like choir and even podcasting and even making mustaches for when Jessica thinks only men are allowed to attend the breakfast <laughs> and they're still making them anyway because it's funny. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, I kind of, that's pretty much my whole story in a nutshell. We love it, Beth. That was awesome, Beth. Really wonderful. I, I wanted to kind of mention something associated with the whole uh, disagreeing with your former church um, ideas and so forth. Mm -hmm. um, the thing is about the Palmdale United Methodist Church, and I think uh, UMC in general, is that um, we kind of, we don't really celebrate each other's disagreements, but we uh, truly we truly honor each other for the things that we disagree upon. So it's like, it's, it's like respecting each other. Right. Um, and what's really fascinating is uh, two things. The first is um, that um, that phrase essentials, unity, non-essentials, liberty, and all things charity. And then I found out that um, the phrase agree to disagree was actually from the United Methodist Church or associated <laughs> with Methodism. I'm not even surprised about that. Like, that's fascinating to me, but it also makes a lot of sense to me. Um, I did not know that. Wow. That um, is so cool. My big thing that I feel like I talk about all the time, but I also feel like I don't talk about it enough is I think what we need to do is just meet people where they're at. Yes. You know, just because I don't agree with it, or if I don't even understand it, it doesn't mean that I should be, you know, I'm. there's no reason to be hateful if we're meeting people where they're at is all. Right. That's amazing. Yeah. It, instead of arguing or taking the bait, mm -hmm. you can say something like, is that the best way to love somebody? And or is that the best way to show love? You know, because I don't like to argue. Agree. Oh, I have a lot of opinions, but I don't <laughs> like to argue. And I think sometimes by stepping back from the argument or just like even calling them out, like, do you really think that's the best way to love others? You know, I don't know. I just think that that could be really helpful. Beth, I really appreciate you sharing that. I hope that, you know, you were never like one of the drivers that I've almost run into as I've tried to go to the parking lot at PUMC, where they're literally, I go into the center lane to turn left into the north parking lot. Uh -huh. And there's people going directly towards me in the center that are trying to go into that church on the other side. If anyone else can relate to this that's listening, please let me know. So I know I'm not alone in this. Unless it's just me. I know I'm not going to get an immediate response. <laughs> I'm not going to say right now. Hello, followers. Like, hello. Uh, you're taking dollars now. <laughs> this person wants to remain anonymous, but but their their handle is driving in the center lane. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna remember that actually. <laughs> there is something I wanted to add. I think it's true that when it's much better for us to try try to resist the urge to argue or debate with someone else. I think we can accomplish the exact same like outcome if we um, are very friendly to someone and we're wow. encouraging for their uh, their point of view. And then you can just have like a like a nice discussion. And then you might find that you disagree with someone um, mm -hmm. ultimately. But having that higher level of respect, it's like it's OK to voice your disagreements. Yeah, I don't, I'm not a fan of confrontation, but I think. The older I've gotten, the more it's not that I don't care, but it's more of if I feel that I have a lot of information and a lot of 
research or factual information to kind of support what I want to discuss, I will raise my voice because I have information that could potentially impact the way that somebody else is thinking about something. And it's not the intention of changing their beliefs, but more so trying to add another perspective to their life. And I think that's the great thing about learning about new people in general is learning new perspectives of life and looking at the earth almost like a cube instead and looking at all different sides. Um, I don't know how we would relate that to a sphere. So that's why I didn't say like earth. And I'm not saying the, the earth is flat. Are you a flat earther? <laughs> I am not saying that. <laughs> yeah, that's what I that was the only way I could kind of, it's just like how there's, you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, yeah. they're all four different perspectives on Jesus' life. Anyway, Right. I, I read a meme one time that said, if the earth was flat, cats would have knocked all of the beverages off of the earth's surface. Earth's surface. Oh, that's for oh. sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they totally would have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you there, Jessica. Sometimes we have knowledge that we want to share with someone else um, and it could really help them. Or uh, maybe we uh, are in the position to speak about a topic. Uh, we, we, we cultivate that higher level respect whenever we can. But but sometimes it's like if somebody is uh, just mistaken, then. Uh, we 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 need to have that way in um, sometimes to um, like mention our informed opinion about something so that we can help someone. But but that the respect and love is is uh, at the forefront. I would say. I was just gonna say all parties kind of have to be in a in a, a spirit of reception. Yes. Because mm-hmm. I know oh, there are oh. times where people can be in a conversation, but somebody has already made up their mind and they're not right. willing to be receptive to any of the information that you're you're wanting to to share with them that's kind of and that kind of leads us into uh this past sunday's sermon that pastor jim kind of spoke about this is called a segue that has nothing to do with anything (laughs) Uh, we're getting to the other side I yeah, yeah, like you know how you have those uh the this take the surface area of a cube or so well wait. I, I used to um like tutor math in the past, so that's that's what I was thinking about with the cube, but we're going on to the other part of the we're cube. We're going to the square root of Master Jim's sermon. Master Jim's sermon. <laughs> the, square uh, <laughs> the square root of Pastor Jim's sermon is Jesus, by the that way. That is correct. Oh, You're I love that. Jesus. Yep, Jesus is always um, the answer. So this but past we'll... Sunday, we went through Get Behind Me, a cemetery moment. And we went through Matthew 8, verses 28 through 32. And uh, it was uh, said to be one of the most baffling passages in the Gospels. I and... had no idea there were demonic pigs in the Gospel, in the Bible. You know what? I and and it was considered the curse of the deviled ham. That's what. <laughs> <I said. laughs> um, uh, I believe the term demoniacs was used because I wrote that down. Was there were like, a lot of big words used. I love there. that. Yeah, there, there was, was another word you know, I forgot to write down. Pseudoigraphim. That course. was used. Bless you. It, exactly and eschatological. That's the word. But the whole thing was leveling up. And I thought it was a moment to like level up with Jesus. And I did think yes. that when, when they talked about the demon filled pigs that went into the water, I thought I heard a myth about how the uh, formation of the sea's black pearl was formed from those demonic spirits which was then turned into Disney's Pirates of the Caribbean. I was and just going to say, wait, really? I thought I heard that in a movie. <laughs> I am making all of this up. 
but I do feel <laughs> there should be a connection that yeah. could have been it could have been a pivotal moment that Disney definitely could have taken advantage of. I agree. Kind of like my takeaway, and this is, uh, I hope the pastors don't look at me differently after I share this, but <laughs> sometimes when, when they're like preaching and they're sharing what they've kind of prepared, and I know that they've diligently prepared their sermons, and my brain started to drift a little bit, and I started thinking about, we are literally reading like a play-by-play of people's lives. Like, imagine like, now oh. that's kind of, I started thinking of like, what? Oh, yeah what our day-to-day look like right now, you know? And, uh, and it's so interesting that the Bible was captured in this pivotal moment and we're reading it back. Mm-hmm. So it definitely goes in line with how pastor Jim has always said, you know, how things that were, that were mentioned were um, from that time period. So some of the references and the cultural perspectives aren't necessarily reflecting how we do things here like women like we're not we don't have like long hair skirts not cutting our hair like we're you know not speaking in church like we're not doing that anymore like some people can choose to do that but but that was what was going on back then so I'm it I literally started thinking about what would our play-by-play like what would the day-to-day look like if we had a modern version bible Yeah, of what people would record about our lives and like the book of Beth and the book of Tim, like, (laughs) and it makes like I don't know. That's kind of where I went with things, which makes no sense. But but that's that's literally. And then I was just writing down all of the big new words that I learned: the eschatological, you know, (laughs) like all these things. So I'm so glad that you both picked up on those big new words because all I was thinking about was the, uh, the city Gadarenes. I'm like, okay, that is <laughs> Gadarenes. I didn't even really interesting name for some reason, like something about it. Well, well it's like the road Zizek's that you, when you're on your way to like what Vegas or something, Vegas. it's like X, X, Y, X, X. It's Z, Z, Y, Z, Z, X, I think. Yeah, Zizix or something. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, what were you saying, Beth? Um, well, he was talking about how Jesus went to the other side in two different ways and how it was a different country. I can't remember the first part that he said. Oh, right. But yeah. I, I thought for sure Pastor Jim was going to say that he went to the other side, meaning that he died. But then I realized he was talking about Jesus, and that happens later but not in that way. Um, But I, it also made me think of why did the chicken cross the road? I don't know, but there could be such a deep understanding now of why the chicken crossed the road. Was it to cross the sea of Galilee and be part (laughs) of the Eastern side of the sea? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the chicken uh, went from being a Jew and became a Gentile or something. And then he died. I, I don't know. You now. This is what we need Kirsten to write the children's book about the chicken that crossed the Sea of Galilee. Can we we turn that into a true story? That this is a true story. <laughs> the chicken. This is all. Ham? Is all true. Same with the deviled okay. ham. Okay. That is, okay. Is all true. Okay. My other takeaway was he was talking about the the men that had demons within them. And they were described as fierce, which doesn't mean what it does today. It meant violent or animalistic or dangerous. And that is so not what it means today. Like if I told you, Jessica, your eyebrows look fierce. Yeah. They look violent, animalistic. (laughs) You mean I look like I have caterpillars for my eyebrows? Your eyebrows are looking a little Eugene Levy today. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Ew, Beth. And that's, I think, what's so key about translations and how things are interpreted. I think that always changes through time. But as Methodists, we're always, you know, moving with the times and we're always, uh, you know, kind of putting that into our perspective with our yes. quadra 
quadrilateral or the quad i remember what it is guys yeah the methodist quadrilateral i think uh, yeah, yeah yeah where root of the sermon is jesus it, exactly yeah and actually i'm really glad you brought that up jessica because i was i was thinking the same thing earlier today like there were so many things that pastor jim touched on that reminded me of that like you have like the history behind like what was going on at that time the culture um then you have the scripture itself you have uh what what was traditional you know like the the pigs uh being unclean animals in general uh, yeah, yeah. And then you have the reasonable uh, understanding regarding how Jesus uh, had the power to um, bring out the demons and uh, send them to the pigs. Uh, I, I honestly was um, flabbergasted by the story. And it was interesting how the pigs uh, perished into the water. And uh, Pastor Jim briefly touched on uh, we could uh, contemplate the moralistic framework uh, behind that, but uh, he didn't actually explore that. And I think that made a lot of sense for him him to do. It's like we we have like a a feeling of shock, right? Like um, like for example, the story of uh, Abraham and Isaac. Um, we we have an initial uh, emotional reaction, but then we understand the context, and that brings to light uh, quite a bit, uh, like yeah. the fact that the pigs were unclean, and then the demons. Uh, you could uh, argue that they uh, would go to unclean territory, so that that's uh, potentially an explanation for it. So, uh, and yeah. then the other the other takeaway that I had was um, Jesus having the power to cast out evil from uh humans um and so we think that uh as as pastor jim was saying like there's levels to uh jesus's power i guess that um now that i'm speaking about this i i think i understand why he was talking about that it's like uh jesus died for us but he also had the power to heal the sick and cast out demons and all of these things and i really like how pastor jim was saying how um jesus will um have the power to to heal uh, everything so it's like you we have our own individual problems he was mentioning like um just general behavior problems like addictions or we might have uh some like issues in which uh we can't manage certain things in our lives and and probably in those cases Jesus can give us strength and so uh, i just thought that was really powerful uh that that Jesus yeah. can can do all of those things if if we trust in him. So And I like that he said over and over again and I think you touched on this a little bit how evil is self-destructive. And like with addiction, like if you if you have an addiction, yeah, that's self-destructive and um I wow. just think how how true that is. And then I thought of did you guys watch Inspector Gadget as a kid the cartoon? I did actually. And, this note yes. will self-destruct <laughs> <laughs> self in five seconds. And so I just thought of the evil self-destructing in five seconds. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know what? In my face. That, that is awesome. That, that really frames it um, even more clearly for me, actually. Like maybe that's like the other way in which we can understand um, like not only what Pastor Jim was saying about the unclean, but also that evil yeah. self-destructs. Wow. Interesting. I think, it's, I think it's so important how in today's culture, mental health is not looked at as this unclean, demonic problem with yeah. somebody. Yeah. And that it's, you know, I think if, if yeah. people know me, they know I'm very open about how important therapy is. I, I love that I go to therapy. Me too. Um, I think everybody should be in therapy because I agree. why would you not want another perspective on your own life to kind of like help you walk through things like another perspective who is 100% in your court and wants you to succeed <laughs> and be the best version of yourself. You know, wow. everyone like, needs to pay a cheerleader for their life. Yeah, And, you know, I think, I think it's one of those things where, um, Unfortunately, there are cultures now that they do see people who go yeah. to therapy or struggle with anxiety or depression or right. certain things. And they they do think that 
it is demonic and that they just need to have, um, they need to pray that away, you know? So there are cultures that still kind of focus on that, but I'm so grateful that at least, you know, the people that I've surrounded myself with and just kind of like where, where I'm at in life, it is completely normal and it is celebrated to take care of your mental health and to take mental days from work. Wow. And so, and I just wanted to say, um, like, we're not where we need to be right now as far as mental health care goes, because it's still really hard to come by, especially if you don't have the, there's so many obstacles and so many hoops you need to jump through sometimes to get the mental health care that you need. But there's also easier options too, like the better health, better where you can see an online therapist. But oh. what oh, I was that's, gonna that's say, good. yeah, but what I was going to say is um, mental illness does run in my family and my mom was telling me that my great grandma, her grandma, um, dealt with mental illness when, you know, in in her life, and she had to go to, um, I think she said she had to go to mental hospitals, mm-hmm. and that broke my heart because oh, wow. yeah. it wasn't as progressive as it is now, and I don't think she was probably treated with. Um, the care and the grace that she probably needed to to help her back then because well they didn't know as much about it back then there's levels to mental health (laughs) therapy at the very top of the level but you can go on walks you can do things for you you can meditate you can draw you can paint pumpkins there are so many different things that you can do for your your mental health and so I think that it's it's so good to just even explore what those options could be. It could be writing poetry, you know? I mean, there's so many different things. It could be comic strips. Guys, it's so many levels. So many levels. <laughs> so I think so it's awesome. so important to always take care of yourself and know that um that god loves you where you are at he loves you where you're where he's going to be taking you and you never have to be alone if god is for us who can be against us right nobody right yeah exactly oh my gosh and then yeah like the scripture earlier it's like uh, take take my yoke uh, you will find rest. And, and <laughs> That's what I read to my chickens every night, Tim. Oh I didn't see that coming. Hey, you know what I just said? I didn't see that coming. And that was actually one of Pastor Tim's uh, sermon series. <laughs> Wait, what? What? That was another oh, that was another one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, that's awesome. Well, let's let's dive into some prayer requests. I just do want to mention I've had so much fun with you guys today going through this. this Yeah, yeah, I loved it. The form of self care and therapy. This is a form of therapy and mental health. (laughs) We are not licensed therapists. Please do not come to us for advice. Yes, that's our disclaimer. Kidding. It's Um, very serious. No. Beth, prayer requests. Um, you know, Owen was telling me um, one of his friends from school is not feeling listened to by his family. And so he's got his friend from school telling his side of the story. And then his friend's sister is telling him her side of the story. And... um. Because he's also an empath and he often gets stuck in the middle of situations. And he's, this has been his plight, his struggle for a long, he's always been the mediator among his friends and that gets exhausting. And so um, I guess I'd like prayers for Owen just to kind of pray that it's not a heavy burden for him to carry the weight yeah. of his friend's problems on his shoulders. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I miss Owen. I haven't seen Owen in a little bit, so. Yeah, Owen He's is not- really nice. He was here on Sunday, but he was late, so you missed seeing him. Well, on Sunday nights from four to six, we have Ignite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe Owen could, could join Ignite. Um, I don't know anything about that. I'm in the children's ministry. so he was hanging out with me and the children if he's he's ever free to come hang out with us igniters over at the church i would love to see owen we actually know a lot of fun on sunday we played sardines for probably 45 minutes and (laughs) before we got into the fun conversations but it was a lot of fun hiding throughout the church or like trying to find people throughout the church. Anyways, I don't know if anybody's ever played sardines before. Our dog's name is, is, is Jovi. Yeah. And, and the kids thought it would be funny if we would call her anchovy or aunt Jovi, which turned out to be anchovy. And I was like, no, what? sometimes (laughs) it does get stuck in. And then, okay. Like I said in the last podcast, she's put on a few pounds. I say that she's just she's just put on a little bit of COVID weight. You know, three years later, well, it's fine. We're um, also in fall, basically. Right. So hibernation maybe, mode. I mean that, or just you know, maybe walking Aunt, her more. Maybe Aunt Jovi is actually <laughs> um, well in bulk season, like bulking, <laughs> bulking up. Well, bodybuilder Beth, don't <laughs> discourage her. Well, they used to call her Chubbers, which I thought was offensive because uh, I feel like what if somebody called me Chubbers? I wouldn't like it. And then I wouldn't like it either. I know it's horrible. But then one day Owen was like, What about blubbers? And that just made me laugh. And it made me think of which is probably worse because it makes me think of whale blubber, but it's a funnier <laughs> word. So I allow her to be called blubbers. <laughs> what are your prayer requests, Tim? Um, let's see. Uh, kind of similar to last week, I think. Um, just a okay. prayer for follow through uh, and progress on... Um, I'm back on the wagon of delayed gratification with new insight. Hey-o. New insight, I tell you. <laughs> back on the wagon. <laughs> so Open re- re- the Oregon Trail. <laughs> I might actually have to play that game. There's a game called Oregon Trail. No, that's what I'm saying. That you don't <laughs> want to get, uh, what is it? That... Dysentery. Dysen- yeah, you don't want to get dysentery, Tim. Oh, on the Oregon <laughs> Trail. Cholera. <laughs> I actually don't know what dysentery means. We don't get it anymore, probably because of vaccine. I oh. got my dysentery vaccine just last week. So, yeah, basically, uh, a prayer for um, that new insight to continue regarding my um, implementing delayed gratification in all aspects of my life. So, I do like the idea of uh, essentially pursuing some uh, important reward, kind of like. Uh, leveling up, uh, as Pastor Jim was saying, or if you're playing some role-playing game, you're leveling up. So if you look forward to that that higher achievement, um, then you can actually uh, make that progress without feeling like you're just, uh, you know, here in my, my humdrum life and all that Checking stuff. Checking the boxes to get into heaven. Right, exactly. Yeah, that's yep. that's a really good, like, um, way to connect things. That That's perfect. Yeah, so... Yeah, it should feel natural for us to want to pro- progress to- progress towards our go- uh, meeting our goals. I think so. Uh, yeah, just a prayer for me to uh, continue in that direction. Really, I think I think on my end of things, really, it's just like um, I'll be honest. I think there's like a lot of things I probably should be focusing on in terms of like. In, in like speaking of mental health, like I think for me, I mean, I'm I'm going to therapy, but I I have a feeling, and um, it's very possible that I do have a form of ADHD, um, and so I do think I need to kind of go and schedule an appointment with my doctor to kind of see 
if I do have that, because mm-hmm. I think when I'm like working and stuff, I get so distracted about the most random things or my, my thinking of like time is like, Oh, I'm going to do 20 tasks and I'm going to set a timer for 30 minutes and I'm going to do all of them. And I'm like, this is totally realistic. And then three hours later, I get done with like two tasks. Jessica. Right. I can totally relate. That's basically my life. And like, even and even um i i do have medication for my ADHD which i did fill and then i let the time lapse and it went back on the shelf and i had to fill it again and then i tried to pick it up today and it wasn't ready but anyway um i i still even though i know that i am this way because of my brain chemistry I yeah. still have no concept of time whatsoever. Like, not at all. And, and I read a meme the other day that said, um, said something like, I don't know why I think I can get ready. And it only takes 15 minutes to get ready because history has proven again and again that I can't. <laughs> and I'm still only giving myself like, oh, yeah, I should get ready. And I don't know. So it, it is like... I think I've hurt myself with that because when I was in the military, I got ready in like five minutes or like we had to get ready in seven minutes. Wow. Like, and so I'm like, Oh, give me 10 minutes, you know? Cause I'm thinking um, I have plenty of time and I'll be honest. There's times where I can get ready within like five minutes if I really too. have to. Me um, too, but I also waste a lot of time not getting ready. Right. Me yeah, too. It's like, it's like, you know what, before I get ready, though, I'm going to go ahead and rearrange the entire living room. Like, <laughs> that makes so yeah. much sense. It's like, oh, you know, I need to find this object in my room. Oh, where is it? And then spend like 30 minutes looking for it when I should be yeah. getting ready for something. I call I call that like when I'm when I have a task I'm supposed to be doing, but I'm doing something else instead, and it's yeah. so productive. I call that productive procrastination. <laughs> there's yeah. delayed gratification, but there's also productive procrastination. <laughs> yeah. So last episode, I was kind of alluding to the whole like neurotypical neurodivergent thing, and I'm not sure uh, 100% how I feel about those terms uh, in particular. Um, and I think some people vibe really well with them. I was diagnosed with uh, ADHD as a kid, and I haven't um, gone like uh, to get formally diagnosed or anything like that. But my therapist has ADHD. Yeah. Wow. And that's not why I started to see her. It just happened. So happened that she also has it. So, oh, yeah. Wow. I've, told, I've talked to my therapist about it, and she's kind of like helping me in terms of even though I don't have like an actual diagnosis, she's helping me. But I think that's that going back, like, I think that's kind of like my prayer is like really just fine tuning that that time schedule, because my my concept of time is a little bit different. And so I'm just trying to figure out and adapting to that in in um, capitalizing on that so I can become a better. So you can uh, make money off of it. So I can make money. <laughs> capitalize. Oh, and I'll so. be selling this at the boutique. <laughs> <laughs> It's a perfect segue. I'm going to sell time at the boutique. That's what your hat says. We are selling time. I am selling time at the boutique. (laughs) It's time she grew in her garden, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) That's that kind of time. Be careful what you wish for. Am I right? Am I right? I'm all right. I'm okay. I also read that you shouldn't judge your progress on what you didn't do that day. You should write down all of the things that you did do. That oh, day. Yeah. yeah. That's nice. I try to give myself like affirmations and right. like, you know, I'm good enough. I'm smart enough and doggone it. People like me. Yeah. And yeah. I've got post-its yeah. all over my mirror. I think that like affirmations, whether you write them on your mirror and post-its or just like, verbal affirmations that you tell yourself, you know, I think that's so important. But yes. like also um you are not there's another one that I like um 
your product your productivity does not equal your value as a person. Yes. So, yeah, I, yeah. I remember that. Uh, I'm glad you reminded me that and of that bit. I struggle with keeping my house clean. It's a whole thing, but an untidy house is morally neutral. It just means I'm not good at cleaning my house. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. I have I have an issue cleaning my place too. I just thought of another one that came to me in a mess. <laughs> um, you are not the sum of your mistakes. <laughs> it came to me in a text message that Miriam just sent me because she's in the room with us. Oh wow! Our, our shenanigans and hijinks. Yeah, I feel like maybe we should have inserted Miriam into this podcast. I know. Yeah. <laughs> For anyone who's listening, just know Miriam has been in the background of Beth's Zoom session the entire time, having so much fun painting pumpkins. And I mean, I'm just saying, I'm a little jelly. And <laughs> to everyone who's listening right now, say hi, Miriam. Hi, Miriam. That's right. I, I have one last thing about the um, what we were talking about the the affirmations thing. I I forgot that that has been a really important part of my life the last week and a half. Um, because whenever I find myself like either not feeling well or resistant to what I'm trying to do, uh, and I can't really encourage myself to want to do it, um, it kind of helps me to just sort of break down whatever that task is. Uh, kind of imagine myself doing those things um, prior to doing anything and then come up with some sort of affirmation or some sort of phrase that I can repeat to myself a few times to make me feel more confident that I can do um, whatever it is that, that I need to do at that time. Yeah. Oh, another thing, this can be the last thing if you want. One of the <laughs> that one of the speakers said, everyone really wants people to say to them or to make them feel like I see you, you matter. Oh, yes. Wow. Yeah, definitely. We, we covered that in Ignite on Sundays, people wanting to be seen and how Hagar yes. had seen, she said that you see me like God was the, it was the first time that somebody had mentioned like you see me, like God sees me kind of thing. So yeah. I love that. I feel like we've covered so much ground this oh, podcast. And I'm it. so excited about us being able to just be vulnerable. And I I got the quote wrong. It's I notice you matter. It's oh. amazing, but I didn't want angry podcasters writing in telling me that I got the quote wrong. It's probably <laughs> Pastor Jim. He'd be yes. the only one who remembers what the quote was. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's kind of like during my testimony how um I was corrected for the Methodist quadrilateral. I think I might have said <laughs> like the Methodist um uh rectangular object. Uh that that might have been what I had said. So I'm glad I was corrected on that. Well, we appreciate everyone sticking around for this podcast. I know it's a little bit longer than the other ones that we've had, but if you've made it this far, come join us at the trunk or treat that will take place on Beth October 29th from three to 5 PM. But the boutique goes until seven for the trunk or treat after hours with the boutique. <laughs> <laughs> so please forget. be sure to join us. Oh. And don't yes. forget to stop by for the breakfast and get your money. Yes. Yes. The and breakfast and, you can wear a mustache, uh, whether you already have a mustache or um, you're you just want a mustache. You can have one. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. We're all from different places. We all have different names. No matter what life brings us, Jesus is the same. We're just your Methodist to the madness. Methodist to the madness.